So here's the big question. How do mortgage brokers like us, who are in the trenches every single day, how do we consistently grow our business every year without working 60 hours a week? How do we get our skills and expertise out to the world and still have a life? That is the question, and this podcast will give you the answers. I am Ryan Wiley, and welcome to the 12-Hour Broker Podcast. Good morning, 12-Hour Broker Podcast. West Coast Wiley here. Let's jump into it. Talking to a lot of people. There's people, some people are confused. Some people are overthinking it. Some people aren't even thinking about it. What am I talking about? I'm talking about niching your mortgage business. Should you do it? When should you do it? Why should you do it? Why should you not do it? That's what we're going to talk about today. So let's get into it. Okay, so first off, if you are a new broker, you know, within, I don't know, the first year, year and a half, something like that, it's very tough for you to say, hey, I'm not going to do these files. I'm not going to do this because you just don't know. You don't know. You might be awesome at working with credit challenge people, and that might be your jam. And you might have awesome referral partners or ways to go get awesome referral partners to send you credit challenge people, and you could have a nice little business there. So I don't want you to discount and say, I don't work with credit challenge people up front because that might scratch the itch for you, right? You might be one of those people that likes to do it. I personally, there's a lot of work there, but there are certain people that do it and they do it very well. It's just not my jam. doesn't mean it shouldn't be your jam. So when you're new, there's a couple non-negotiables like mobile homes, raw land, lease land, hotel condos, commercial deals, construction loans, reverse mortgages, rent to own, like that stuff. It's a little more complicated um, and a lot of moving parts. I've worked on all those and very few of them ever close and it's just a big waste of time. Like my cost per hour is is drastically lower than working on other files. So I'm saying come up with your own no list from early on. And those are like just nobody should work on those. Right? There's certain people that are going to go spend the time on it. Let them spend the time on it. Don't make that your jam. Okay? Or do. Hey, it's up to you. So now the rest of you who are kind of sitting there floundering in the wind going, when should I niche? Oh, first off, you've got to have sponsorship. You know how this goes. This podcast brought to you by Americano. It's a two-step sponsorship for this one. So sorry. Sorry, not sorry. All right. So the rest of you. So I see this. I see, I, I've had these conversations with people and they're, they are confused about when to niche and if they should niche. And so here's my take on it. Not everyone should niche, right? They say the riches are in the niches. Sure, in certain areas, but you've already got your niche. Like you're a mortgage broker in Canada, in a certain province, in a certain area. Like you, you kind of are niche down. That riches are in the niches. That's for, that saying is for like a marketer. It's like, hey, who's your client? I don't know, everybody. It can't be everybody. Are you helping dentists bring in clients? Are you helping, like, that's what talking about. We've got our niche for, like, it's very dialed in of what we do and who we serve. So you can ramp that up a notch. But I warn you, some of you, some of you should do this and others you shouldn't. If you keep a wide net, so you just mark yourself as an awesome mortgage person with great turnaround time and yada, 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 and you're good on social media or whatever your stick is. If you mark yourself like that, you're going to get a bunch of people coming in the front door. Then you decide when they're in the front door what you want to do with them. But if you market yourself as business for self, 
Well, you're doing that because you're really good at it and you enjoy doing those files and you can get creative and you know the B lender landscape and sometimes they can be A lenders. But if you mark yourself as like the self-employed king and I work on, I help self-employed individuals. Well, you're cutting out some easy salaried income deals. You're just cutting them out. So instead in that scenario I gave you, stay wide with your messaging out there. But when you do a webinar or you host a certain segment of your business out there to your email list or whatever that is, we have, we need to have conversion tools, right? You can't just keep, you gotta have, I think webinar is the best conversion tool you can have. Have it that one towards, you know, seven mistakes most self-employed individuals make when getting a mortgage, seven mistakes small business owners make when getting a mortgage, seven ways I can help self-employed individuals get a better mortgage like that kind of stuff now, but you stay wide on your overall messaging, your ABC mortgages, and we help everybody and we're awesome. But when you come in the front door, we decide what we're going to do with you. If you're credit challenged and now that's on my no list, I push you over here, I refer it out and I take 25 points, right? If you come in and you're self-employed, great. I'm actually really good at that. I can help you. If you come in and you're a salaried employee with great credit, great. I can help you. I'm really good at that. Those are easier files. Uh, they come in with the rent to own. Well, that's already. No, I'm not going to do that. They come in as an investor. Yeah, perfect. I love investment properties. I can do that. So it's in your advantage to stay wide. Now, some people I know, they're going down the Smith Maneuver route, which is great. Awesome. Awesome, the Smith Maneuver route. If you're branding your entire thing around that, that's a niche within a niche. If you're branding your entire business around that, that's great. Just don't want it to turn into... it. Just that's all you're dealing with. I know the people who are doing this and they're okay with that. That's what they want. So that's very cool that they've decided to make that shift in their business to be this expert, dial in all my branding, all my marketing to this to only, you know, radiate that out to the world. Get that messaging out because that's all I want, Ryan. That's all I want. Awesome. Man, that's pretty cool. That's pretty empowering if you can figure that out. For most of us, we're not, that's not us. We're not going to be, Hey, I just do rental properties. I just do rental properties. You're missing out on a lot of low hanging fruit there. Okay. But all your, you can run campaigns, drip campaigns in your marketing. You can run social media campaigns. You can run webinars around investment properties, right? Which is going to pull in those people, which is great. I just don't want you to miss out on the low hanging fruit. So hopefully just that idea, what we talked about there you don't necessarily have to niche out, right? I'd rather have a wider net to build a wider email list, to build more conversations with people, and then filter them out at the, at the beginning through a discovery call, an onboarding survey, whatever, whatever. Filter them out and, and then take the ones you want. But then you have all this other stuff. You have like all this other stuff that you might not be using right now and you don't want to use, but it's valuable to someone else. So have those relationships. Right? Otherwise, you're missing out on a quick phone call or intake survey, and you could really, you know, pass that lead over and take 25 points. It could be a thousand bucks, right, for how much energy you're putting in. So you keep doing that over and over, and you can build up a nice referral business, right? So that's what I refer out a lot of the, the bees, or I used to, a lot of the bee privates, all that stuff. I referred, I didn't want to do it, but I, I wasn't screaming from the mountaintops that I wasn't going to do it, right? I kept a wider net. And then I did webinars about buying an investment property, your first investment property. 
So that was the messaging there. And then I weave that into database marketing, right? And did presentations and whatnot. So that worked. So, hey, is there a better way to do all this? Maybe. I know there's a girl in uh, by where I used to live and she was known as the condo queen on the water. So in a certain area, you wanted a condo on the water. I know uh, that's what I do. And I was like, that's cool. Cause that's, there's a big, big market there. A lot of buildings there. You really only need to be an expert in a couple of buildings to get enough listings, but that was her thing. That's very specific. And that niche was big enough for her though. And she wasn't missing out on other opportunities because her market was so big. So for you, if you're in a small town and you say, Hey, I'm self-employed person. Well, man, I'd rather be wide and just be really good at doing self-employed deals. Right. And then saying no to the credit challenge and passing it off. So there's my take on when you should niche out. Um, Cause you gotta, you guys gotta be careful with the messaging you're putting out to the world. Everyone's got eyeballs. They have a couple seconds. And if they look at yours, and now here's the thing you have to determine the argument is, well, Ryan, if I put out there self-employed mortgages, that's my brand. Well, people who are self-employed are going to resonate more with that than they would just a general mortgage company. And I'll tell you, yes, absolutely. But are they actually looking at your brand or are they looking at a social media post or are they looking at an email you sent in a video or are they like no one's really going to your brand and going, oh, your company's called this or they're, they're looking at something that you created for them to look at. So you can get across that same messaging through that social post, that database marketing. Like it's a little nuance here, right? I just don't know. I'm not convinced you need to go all in on everything in a certain specific niche. Instead, tailor your marketing to that niche, right? Different campaigns and see what resonates. So there you go. That's my take on it. Um, hopefully that provides some clarity for you or at least stops you from thinking you have to go and niche out, right? But what you should be thinking about is what webinar to niche out on. 100%, 1 million percent you should be doing that. I've done many podcasts on that, many, many, many. And you do one niche webinar once a month, every month, for the rest of your mortgage career. And like you literally, that you're, that's your business. But instead, and then it's the follow-up. How do we follow up people? What's the email drips look like? Like that's, that, that's the business. That's all you need to do, right? Just get your whole goal. Imagine this. Now we're shifting to this, but imagine if your whole goal first, I got a sponsorship here, sponsored by Americano. Okay, and I got to start driving because I got to go get the kids. Okay, so imagine if you had a webinar you had this thing, you had a party, and it was once a month. It's an awesome party. It's a very specific party. <clears throat> and your goal for the, there's 30 days in a month, your goal for 29 days of that month is to get people to the party. Remember, I don't know if you remember back in the day, they probably still do this. Actually, they probably do, for sure. Clubs would send out people with like free drink tickets out on the streets, out to the malls, out wherever. If you're in Vegas, that's all over there. Hey, come to this nightclub. Come here. You get VIP, you get blah, blah, blah. Like their whole goal is to get people to the party. They have actual like armies of people to just get you to a party. Seriously. So you have a party once a month. Your goal is to get people to your party. It makes it so much easier. All of your marketing should be around that party. You shouldn't be talking about 
you know, I don't know, something else completely different than the party. <laughs> so if your party is how to buy your first investment property, or if your party is self-employed mortgages, how I, how I help business owners get mortgages, then all your messaging for the 29 days should be little tidbits of that, should be little snippets of your webinar, should be little posts of here and there. Did you know this? Did you know this? Check out this, all these, and it's all around getting people to your party. So if you throw a rave, you're just, you're trying to go get out those people. Like, hey, it's, we have the best rave, we have the best rave. And if you come to our rave, this is the DJ and this is the music and this is why it's good. And these are the drinks we're having and blah, blah, blah. Probably missed the mark on that, but <clears throat> you're not out there going, hey, like, want to just come listen to music and it's really good. What is it? I don't know. We kind of play, we're going to do a rave. Is there country? Not really. Okay. Well, I'm wearing a cowboy hat and blah, blah, like, you know, from the South and well, I'm not, seriously so wasting time. Instead, use the contents of the webinar to piece that out for all your content to then just go get people to the rave. That's all you gotta do. And for the record, I've been to one rave in my life. So I don't, it's not like I chose that because I'm a raver. Not that there's anything against that. But anyways, okay, there you go. Just wanted to share that with you. Um, I gotta go now. And hopefully that helps figure out the niche conversation. Um, five texts a day, okay? I do it, I actually do about three now. I do about three texts a day, but it works. Okay. All right. Love you guys. Peace out. Bye. This is an I Love Mortgage Brokering production.